Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, be sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Alert the presses. Drag Race Varia has given us one of the best episodes in Drag Race history. I think my jaw is still on the floor. It was just so blanking good. The twist, the snatch game, the elimination, we got it all. And now it's time to talk about it. Alongside a bitch who is ready to read the house down boots. OG Fag, how are you? Oh, absolutely. Always ready to read. Always ready to have a good time. Thanks so much for having me back again. Of course, I'm very excited to have you. Um, there's no official drag news of the week, but I do want to point out, because uh, this, I think, is kind of special. Um, DragCon is slowly announcing who's going to be at DragCon, blah, 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 blah. And it's usually, like, either a season that's ended recently, they'll bring that cast, or the Americans will be there. Mm-hmm. Us Americans, we just really want the Canada girls, the American girls, and the uh, British girls. Why? Because we're assholes. Um, <laughs> yes, that It was part. announced today... It was announced today that Indigo is going to be at DragCon LA, and I'm very excited. That kind of makes sense, though, because I'm like, if if they're really based in Japan primarily, then that feels like a hop, skip, and a jump from LA, so... Right, and she's she'll be joining all the Filipino girls. I think all the Filipino girls. DragCon, when are you going to announce the rest of the Flex Bomb girls? <laughs> all I want is to see a performance of Pop Off Ate live. That's literally all I want in life. You know, what more could you ask for? I missed um, the Frock Destroyers because Davina De Campo wasn't there. I did not see the Teletubbies perform UK Hun, uh, which is probably the biggest loss in um, DragCon history for me. So give me give me Papa Fate. That's all I ask. That's, all, that, that's what I want. But we'll get to DragCon eventually. For now, let's talk about Drag Race <laughs> Varia. Um, listen, friends, pronunciations, I apologize. I will get better and I try as hard as I can, but phonetically our languages clash. Also, the references, uh, Google is my teacher, but please hit me up on the comments, slide into my DMs, educate me. I love learning. I know a couple of you already have, and I'm very appreciative um, because do you know what I learned from our listeners? What? Spotify is a Swedish company. Really? Yeah. And that's why they couldn't name that um, during that challenge. You know, that kind of makes sense because I was sort of thinking it has to be Spotify that they're referring to. But mm-hmm. I also was like, I don't know 100% for sure. So that's actually like extra hilarious that they were just. Yeah. Like, so thank Spotify. you for educating us. Yeah. Thank you for telling us. I love it. Keep it coming. Um, but first, before we begin, I always must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters presented through us reality television production. We are someone the end even television show wants to see. We reacted as a presenter as the real person to go to television and share the crap, but they have also been themselves and business to discuss what it said in the podcast. We're entertainment, discuss reality television show. Wow, this episode. Yeah. We were talking before we officially started this podcast about just how good it was. Yeah, seriously. It's just one of those episodes that you feel like will for sure go down as one of the best of 
almost any franchises because it felt like every time that you thought that the twists and turns were over, there was just another one that they were going to throw at you or another element of one of the contestants that they were going to reveal and provide a platform to talk through. It was just so much. It was like everything full blast the whole time. (laughs) Now I have seen on some social media posts that people are now swearing off the show. They're not watching it anymore because of the result. I'm like, don't hate the player, hate the game. This is drag race. This happens everywhere. It just happened in a way that no one expected. Right. Yeah. And I mean, of course, like we'll get into it, but as someone who is of course a very large fan of the person who got eliminated, I was able to, I feel like, be a little bit reflective about it and say objectively from the standpoint of a competition, a show, it made a certain amount of sense. (laughs) Yes. Um, Riggery, conspiracy theories, I will give you those. I have them. Let's let's (laughs) do this. Holy moly, Indigo is gone, but it's a good thing for Electra. She's still there. The mirror message is a bit for Electra because not only has Indigo thrown in some Japanese, but she's making her pamper herself and wipe it all away. Um, listen, Electra, I don't know where the pamper yourself merch is, but I'm ready for it. Yeah, seriously, because it also feels like the other contestants are trying to push it pretty hard for her. Yeah. So, like, just make it a thing. Give us the moment. At Give this point, the it's going to be on the it's going to be on the Block Talk Drag Race of the Year Awards as one of the um, best memes of the year. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why not give us maybe a cute little robe? Like that would be nice. That's just like pamper yourself on the back. Give it in the give me in the pastel colors from the promo look. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It just feels like there's so much merch potential there. So like truly let's seize it, Electra. Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So as she's wiping this away, I believe it was Santana that says cue the George Michael Sachs music. (laughs) Do they do they not have Kenny G? Maybe they don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, they did cue the saxophone. That was all going. They, so they, they sure did. A musical moment. Now they're all going to congratulate Electra on her amazing lip sync, but she found it a nightmare to have to lip sync in front of Krista Lindvar. She knows that what it's like to be in the bottom and she does not want to be there again. Meanwhile, let's look at the wall where Vanity fa- Vanity's face now sits. She made her mark, baby. She wants to stay in the top and does not want to see the bottom again. She's arrived. Now, Santana says that it could be any of them next. And who knew that little line in the confessional would be the story of the entire episode? Yes, that little foreshadowing. Meanwhile, Fontana wants to be on top. Let's see if that can happen. (laughs) The top six have arrived and they're going to say top six so many times. It's almost like they were set up to say top six. (laughs) If you can believe it. And Myra loves tops and she loves sex. So this is perfect. Lost in translation or exactly what she meant. You decide. I'm thinking exactly what she meant. Listen, she tells it like it is. We oh, know fire. that she was, you know, a couple episodes. She made that poppers comment. We all know what she's there for. We all know. Do, what she's do you know, let, let, let's, let's, let's figure it out. Is she fully bottom? Is she verse? Did she ever, has she ever topped in her life? What do you think? You know, it's funny because I feel like 
the other day, it may, it may have been just yesterday, she posted like an old photo of herself in like full twink mode, I feel like from probably a couple years ago at least. And I was like, okay, that's a bottom. <laughs> right. I mean, currently those brows, that Botox is not saying bottom. That is that is the top realness. Yeah. So maybe it was like a moment in time that occurred. Sure, and then sure. she, you know, she had a transformation because I feel like then I was getting the bottom energy, but now I see what you're saying. I'm like, maybe she's a verse girl. Yeah. Well, the alarm sounds. They're going to run for Fuchs' message. And that court jester is just confusing as ever. But looking back, she gave them all the hints. It was just very coded. Yeah. Like, I will say that it did feel as though it was one of the, if you want to say, direct messages that they've received. Yeah. Because I was like, look, you were saying, looking back at it, I was like, okay, yeah, there's the vocabulary because it's reading. And then there's the mention about the runway because she ties in that like golden, you know? So I was like, all right, the references were there, but very deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks arrives. I swear it was the same jacket that Rue wore this week. <laughs> They're just sharing outfits at this point. <laughs> The, the parallels of all these shows this past week is just smashed into one another. Like the fact that I had to recap two makeover challenges in one week, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like it. Well, for this week's mini challenge, it's time to get that quick wit and humor ready and use those words as your weapon. In the great tradition of Paris is burning, which they did not say, the library is open officially. Yeah, I um, was waiting for that moment of like the lot in the tradition of Paris is burning, and they just like, nope, not that. I'm I'm assuming the fan base obviously knows what Paris is burning. Does this country of Sweden know about that film? True. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just not the country. It just doesn't have that same level of awareness. Who knows? It's time for the reading challenge, and I'm going to go out on a limb to say this is one of the best reading challenges in the history of Drag Race. I feel like I felt a little bit more mixed about it. Like, I thought there were some mm -hmm. real shining moments, some really good ones, but then there were others that was just like, they were pretty flat. And I was like, this is not funny. <laughs> now, four episodes in, we have not seen the pit crew. Are there no blonde twinks? in Sweden who were available to walk in with those glasses. Yeah, also, I don't know. Though, I feel like, like I feel like you would own all three of those reading glasses. Oh, 100%. I've, part of me was almost like, let me check to make sure that nothing is missing from my wardrobe because <laughs> those truly could have been right out of my closet, right out of my accessory repertoire, without a doubt. Do you think we're going to get a pit crew? I know at this point I'm like we're in real danger because now there's only going to be six again and so it feels like the time is so limited if they were there they would have brought them out at this point yeah I guess that you're right oh, damn it. well funny. you know you can always suggest that for next season <laughs> I can I can also if anyone knows any sweetest twinks who are available give me up exactly let's moving to the reading challenge uh, let's go through these. And we're on the queens. My God, what's that I see? Robert, there's a group of tops here. Their penises are so tiny, I can use them as ear swabs. I did love that one, of course. Like, I feel like that's one that I really haven't heard before, and it was so good. Very good. Um, admire on Fontana. Who let that bitch out? You're supposed to keep them on a leash. Also very solid. I thought that, very like, Admira was probably one of the best. 
I mean, as she always is. The mirror and vanity. Wow. You sure know how to paint yourself into anything except happy and self-confident. Yeah, that, that one also a huge fan. I was like, oh, they're cutting deep. Like, <laughs> that's so shady. Vanity. Vanity and Ima. People may not know this, but our singing voices are quite similar. The only difference is I know I shouldn't be using mine. Yeah, I mean. If you, if you can't read yourself, how can you read anybody else? Exactly. I mean, that's that's a good point, too. Like, that we love a good self-deprecating read. <laughs> Vanity on Santana. Santana Lucy, give me a dollar and you'll see if you're short on cash, you can just donate all your drag to me because that's about the total worth of it. I get the idea. The execution based on the subtitles didn't land. Yeah, well, and I feel like that's such a good point. I think we were mentioning it before about Amira and the comment about the top six, all of that. Sometimes I do wonder if it's the translation that is kind of yeah. making them a little bit flop because that one- I mean, was- listen, we- we learned from uh, Antonina that <laughs> she was not talking about Hocus Pocus, but apparently very true. <laughs> All right. Next up, Fontana and Admira. Admira Thunder Pussy. I just love your yummy candy outfit. I would love to taste it, but your rotten ego is too hard to swallow. Like, I think that's another one. Concept good. The delivery and getting there, it took away from it for me. Electra on Vanity. You won the design challenge. You were posing on the stage looking like a mannequin. A beautiful exterior with a dead in- interior. <laughs> We've heard that kind of thing before, but it was, it was good. It was well done. Yeah. I'm a, on Electra. It's amazing having you here. And what amazing segue into your retirement. Yeah, I was like, okay. Oh, she old. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm a, on Fontana. Trollop. That's it. That's that's, like, that's the line. That's a joke. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. I guess the just one line is a joke. All right, got it. Santana on Myra, Miss Thunder Pussy is what they called your mom too in the maternity ward. You need one hell of a thunder pussy to push out that thick head. Like so yeah. so for me. I was like, okay, again, it's just like sometimes the big lead ups don't always feel like they match up with the payoff, and I felt like that was one of those. Santana on Electra, the face of a goddess and the accent of a right-wing Sweden Democrat. I'm sure if we lived in Sweden, that would mean our version of Republican. Yes, very true. Yeah, I was like, mm, think that the cultural language is also taking away from that one for me. Santana on Vanity. At Stonewall, we all know that they hurled the first brick at the police. I'm here to tell you that's not true. Judging by Vanity's teeth, the first brick hurt her smack in the face. Yeah, and then I mean, you notice she's like, I'm not showing any teeth. Right. I'm like, we always love a good brick reference, whether it's you look like a brick, a brick hit you, just all the bricks. Well, it's time for the results. Upon reading the instructions carefully, Fuck sees that this was just a warm up. They have to do another round of reading, but this time they're not going to read each other to filth. Instead, some other queens will come in and read them to filth. Please welcome Almighty Aphrodite Antonina Nutshell and Indigo. I'm sorry, um, but I need Antonina's Guess Who's Back Loves as a gif immediately. Iconic. <laughs> yeah, like the so whole whoever can make gifts, I need it. I need it. Um, because I will be using that quite often for the next couple of weeks. Um, were you gags as much as I was? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, and there's some other elements of this, I feel like in the episode too, it's just one of those things where it almost felt like it was treated kind of casually to a certain extent. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, here they all are, you know? And it was like, wow, this is crazy. So we will have Admira say in confessional that it's great to see them as long as they don't re-enter the competition. On first watch, ah, oh, that's funny. What, what does that mean? And then on second watch, oh shit, the twist. Yeah. Bucks will admit that he might have missed an, out on an untucked talent, so he will be offering one of them a second chance. Whoever wins the reading challenge will re-enter Drag Race Varia and be back in the running. Put those reading glasses on again because it's time for round two. I think this was brilliant, and this confirms that, girls, if you're going on Drag Race, your reads better be good because the stakes are now higher. Yes, I completely agree with that. I was like, all right, this is a moment where it feels as though they're very clearly saying, get the comedy, get your personalities ready to go, get the quick wit ready. It's not all about the looks and who you're wearing. This is about being able to really bring the personality and the dynamic performance to the table. And honestly, like if there's a mini challenge to come back on, it's this one. I think so too, because as we're talking through it, and discussing it, I feel like it's potentially a good indicator of how well they may perform in acting challenges or being able to apply mm-hmm. themselves to different elements that really haven't necessarily happened yet in terms of challenges for the season. So yeah, it's like a great sort of, this is where we're hopefully and potentially going. So let's see what you've got. Let's go through these reads. Indigo is just going to do an all for one. My dear Ian, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. I'll repeat it a couple of times to make sure you get it. I'm a, your looks transport me to a magical fantasy world. A world when Santana remains silent for more than three seconds. A world where Admira actually scores a win. A world where Vanity has talent. And a world where Electra wins a lip sync without Daddy Crystal there to hold her hand. For the first of the three of them, I was like, oh. This is good. That was that was a good one. Oh, completely. Yeah, I was very there for the whole putting them all together, just like being a continuous thing. I was like really surprised because I didn't know how Endigo was going to do, but I was very impressed by it. Me too. Let's move on to Antonina. Antonina and Admira. I just love that you might get to perform at Austin Wisconsin. Nothing's been groped by old farts more times than those sing-along pamphlets and your thunder, Percy. <laughs> okay. Um, if she's into daddies, I get it. I can see it. Antonina on Vanity. Before I met you, I thought you'd be this stuck-up sourpuss. Antonina on Fontana. Brilliant. It was just so good. Oh, yeah. But Antonina on Fontana. I'm going to keep this short. Got any pointers? I thought you'd be the hardest one to understand, but then came Electra. (laughs) Double whammy. Antonina on Santana. The only race you'll win will end in disgrace. Oh, my God. Can I please have that on a t shirt? Very savage. Antonina on Endigo. Konichi wah 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 wah. So good. Yeah, like so that funny. was that was for sure one of the best too. It was like so good, so perfect. No one, I mean, obviously they weren't there for the actual challenge, so it made sense, but I was like, you know, no one had really gone there or anything. So 
Antonina on Almighty. Oh, I almost forgot Almighty Aphrodite. Get used to it, dear. So good. So good. And it's and Almighty's I turn. That's what it is, though. It's like, I feel as though the returning queens almost got more of like the memo, so to speak, that sometimes the shorter ones and just getting right to the point in a really direct, deliberate, cutting way is the way to do it. Right. All right, Almighty, Han and Myra, no wonder you're so indestructible with all that filler in your face. Facts. Almighty, on vanity, your complexion looks like Antonina's backside, ashy and covered in sperm. That one was so good. I was like, this is gross. This is funny. This is rude. (laughs) Is it the crudest read we've ever heard on the show? It could be. She basically just called Antonina a cum dump. Yeah, exactly. Like really, <laughs> like really crude and rude. And <laughs> Almighty and I'm a, I want what you're smoking because I've never met anyone as spaced out as you. It's not a read. That's a fact. Yeah, like exactly. Just stating facts at that point. Almighty on Santana, Germany's own booger. I, I, I get the idea. Execution. Not good. Not good. Yep. And Almighty on Fontana, can we please get an interpreter? Low-hanging fruit. Didn't work. Yeah, completely. The queen with the sharpest tongue who was able to read her sisters to filth and thereby get the chance to re-enter the competition is Antonina Nutshell. Do you agree? I actually don't really feel like I do agree. I thought that after all three of them went, I liked Endigo's the most. Which, again, surprised me a little bit because I wasn't necessarily expecting Endigo to excel at that type of challenge. So, yeah, I, I really felt like Endigo. It's interesting because after hearing Endigo first, I was like, oh, she's coming in. Uh, congrats. And then Antonina went. I was like, wait, that's the kind of drag reading I love. So mm. I think I am OK with Antonina. I think Antonina, knowing what the challenge was going to be, was the right choice as well. Yes, there I'm willing to like buy into your conspiracy theories and all that because I'm like, they must have just been like, yes, and Tanina is going to excel potentially more in that type of challenge. I think this was just such a brilliant twist. All the queens get to partake in the reading challenge and it ensures that you come into Drag Race with reads that are actually worthwhile. Um, Because we always have like the reunions, like you get to read your sisters again, and then these queens have nothing. They say terrible reads that they could have been working on for months. Yeah, because I feel like, which is also, I think, true of the Snatch Game. So it's funny that they're happening in the same episode to a certain extent. But yeah, sometimes I feel like the reading challenge is one where you know it's coming. You should be thinking about it. You should be preparing because then it happens. And so many of the reads, I think in more recent seasons, end up falling flat a little bit. So there's no excuse. Get ready for it. Be ready for it. Santana is glad Antonina's back. Why? Well, because she doesn't pose a threat to her. <laughs> so shady. For this week's Maxi Challenge, it's classic drag race. It's time for Snatch Game. Now, obviously, I'm not going to ask you who would do for like a Swedish version of Snatch Game, but who would you do for Snatch Game? Yeah, so I was actually trying to think about that the uh, the last couple of days, and it's so funny because... I know people always say, well, you know, sometimes you may choose to go for someone, but then are they funny? Can you make them funny? So I almost felt myself falling into that trap a little bit because I feel as though 
in the last week with news and things of that nature, um, I would actually go for Gwyneth Paltrow because I, I mean, listen, the, the amount of new um, material is perfect. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like now there is so much extra material that you can run with and just so many absurd, ridiculous things that you could do. And I feel like that's the key to making a character like Gwyneth Paltrow funny is that you just have to push it. You have to go way over the top. I was like, I would maybe bring in some skis. I would talk about like, oh, someone bumped into me and just having that like so superior type of attitude. Definitely got to bring in some bones for the bone broth that she's always sipping on. Like there are so many new elements that you could integrate that I feel like you could actually really excel as someone like Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping someone was going to do all four members of ABBA, but there's always (laughs) next season. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, Mistress, you know, did all of Destiny's Child on the runway, Uh so why can't someone do all of ABBA for Snatch Game? Now, folks, we'll reveal that the category on the runway is My Life as a Golden Girl, and that is a very loose phrase for what we are going to see, but we will definitely get to it. (laughs) It's time to get ready to Celebrity. We will learn that Vanity is planning on doing on a book because she finds her totally delusional and totally crazy. Oh, and she's terrified of her as she has blocked her on Instagram. Why? No idea. I thought that was like such an iconic thing to do when she was telling the story. I was like, that is so funny to do someone who blocked you on social media. Like, Have you ever been blocked on social media by a celebrity? I don't think that I have actually. I'm a saint. I can confirm that I have been blocked by a Drag Race alum from somewhere on this planet who I have, in fact, interviewed on the show. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. When I found that out, I was like, what did I do? Something, um, clearly. I think I know what it might have been, but I was like, still like, really, girl? Anyway. But what I've learned about Anna Buck is she is a Swedish singer who has participated in Melodifestivalen multiple times. And apparently a lot of people in this episode have participated in that competition at some point. Um, This lady has included one disqualification as the song she used in 2016 had already been in consideration for Moldova's national selection. Now, speaking of Moldova... I am a closeted Moldovan folk pop rock stan. That's it. DM me to learn more. Or if you want to just watch last year's selection for Eurovision, you'll understand why it's my new identity. <laughs> full identity too. Not just like a fan. It's full identity. It's so good, especially when you're stoned out of your mind. Just put on this band and you're like, I'm transported. I'm going to Moldova. I don't know what to do there, but I'm going to Moldova. <laughs> new destination. Now we are also going to learn, um, we have no idea why Anna blocked her, but Vanity and uh, Fontana and Ima is like, she's so pleasant and they've been sweet to her. I want to know why. Can someone please find out why she was blocked? Yeah, we need some like true crime investigators on this. I want the full report. We need Mm -hmm. more. So who's nervous for Snatch Game? Well, Santana says that at this point of the competition, you should always be nervous. I'm a nose. It's a scary challenge. She shares that ever since she was a toddler, she's always struggled trying to understand people and try to understand irony and comedy. As like, as a toddler, you know, as a toddler trying to really understand irony. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Is she tried to understand irony as a toddler? 
<laughs> that's the starting point there. That's the issue. She will say that drag saved her and allowed her to work on that because let's be honest, drag is all irony and comedy. Well, yeah. Vanity is scared shitless. She does not want to bomb on an iconic challenge. If you see you, your praise gets sung, if you suck, you become a joke for the rest of your career. Now, I've talked about this narrative on the, about the, on the franchise, on the podcast many times. Is this the be-all and end-all challenge? I feel like at this point, it's not. Um, I think, I agree. And especially because of the way that they edited it on season 15 of the U.S. franchise, like... It was just such a boom. They just ran right through it that I feel like at this point they have the awareness that it isn't the make or break that it used to be. I think that was a little bit truer of the earlier seasons, but now I think you can mess it up because quite honestly, a lot of them don't excel at it and not have it tank you. Now this again, is probably more of an American perspective, but has the celebrity impersonation element of drag in general just slowed down? I do feel like it has because like we've seen, I feel like at this point, especially in the United States and with the girls that are on that franchise, they're able to just really have their own full identities, careers. They're putting yeah. out their own music or other brands, um, you know, and things that are able to just be defined by themselves. So there's not that same, I think, energy around celebrity impersonation necessarily and so it's not to say yeah, that it's not entertaining and it's not great and that it's really nice when someone has that skill set but it does feel less critical i feel now if that makes sense like if you're gonna there was a time if you're gonna go to vegas and you wanted to see drag the drag you were seeing was an impersonation show it was an illusion show that's not right. the case anymore you get that option or you get to go see drag race girls. Most people are going to go see the drag race girls. Yeah. And I even feel like, to be honest, the drag race girls have that awareness, right? Because I mean, like at this point, oh, yeah. sometimes the contestants are being the judges of the show or are being other contestants that have been on the show. Pre it's like almost that it's like self-referential. So it's like, to mm -hmm. what degree is this really about celebrity impersonation or just trying to treat this as a comedy challenge where you're theming it to a specific person. And again, just doesn't have maybe the same weight as it used to. Right. All right, let's do this iconic challenge. It's Nats game and we're doing it on the main stage. Um, I, at this point, I don't even care. Like if you do it on the main stage, do it in another studio, just, just make it good. Yes, I did actually kind of like that they did it on the main stage. I was like, oh, that's a little cute. Yeah, it's been a thing for the past like year and a half with the international seasons. And I was like, RuPaul would never. And then RuPaul did it one season. I think it was UK. And I was like, well, it's out the window. It doesn't matter. Anymore. Well, anything goes. Anything goes. Uh, listen, I don't know where Fox got that blazer, but I will take one in teal. That was sparkly in all the right ways. Yes, I loved it so much. It was so cute. Now, before we meet our stars, let's meet our players. First, we have the crown prince lover, Omar Rudberg. He is a Venezuelan Swedish singer known for his role on Young Royals, or as I like to say, another one of my future exes. <laughs> yes, I was like very that energy. Um, have you watched Young Royals? I have not. It's been on my list for a long time. Um, I think I'm going to have to push it up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll give it a little. Because the other other boy on that show, the other boy on that show is fucking perfect. So there's that. Next up, joining him is the Nightingale from Norping, 
Arancha Alvarez. Listen, I did not know that there were actually other people on the planet named Arancha aside from Arancha Castilla-La Mancha, who's a sweetheart. We love her. Um, I love the name Arancha and how there's an X in it. And I don't know why there's an X in it. Same. I love that name. Also, like you did not realize that it was maybe like a name that people have. Fair, yeah. Like maybe more than just one person. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so I was here for that. Wouldn't it be cool to see Aranja Castilla La Mancha on our screens again someday soon? Just saying. Just put it out there. <laughs> Some good new things. Uh, we will go from queen to queen and discuss their overall performance, discuss their answers, discuss their mannerisms. We're just going to talk about it queen by queen. How's that sound? Perfect. All right. First up, it's Electra as on Anka, or um, apparently as Canadians say, Anka. Uh, because it is Paul Anka's ex and star of the Swedes answer to Real Housewives. It's Anna Anka. Um, as she says, fuck me, you've put me in this cheap ass plank. She brought a pillow to stop her own ass from hurting. Okay. At first, I was like, I'm not sure what's going on. But then it just got gradually more and more crude. And I was like, I want to know who this woman is uh-huh. because she's actually crazy. Yes, that was very much my reaction too. I wasn't sure what to expect at first, but I loved the progression and where it went and with like the, you know, consuming of the supplements and like that moment and just the other pieces around like, oh, homosexuality and like having that kind of like weird attitude about it. I was very, very much here for that energy. I loved it. So she will say that Fuchs's jacket is for girl, is a girl color. Ouch. Um, I kind of like pink. I wear pink sometimes. I love a good pink moment. The question about the store around the corner is so gay. Their blank is always on sale. Arancha will say zucchini. Ana Anka will say dietary supplements. She always takes them when the main ingredient is cartilage, and she can totally relate to homosexophiles. And according to Admira, she's hilarious. I wish I got the full reference, though. Yeah, it it was one of those moments where it was like, I really wish that I knew who this person was because everything that's being brought to the table is so funny and entertaining. And I feel like it would just take it over the top if I actually knew the reference point. Yeah. Now this answer will cause, yeah, this answer will cause Sandra to say that she thinks she's a quack as Anka means duck and they go quack, quack. Or in Drag Race Philippines, they go quack, quack, quack. Um, but then this causes Anna to say, shut your mouth. No one wants to talk to you. Damn, Electra was just savage as this character. Yeah, she really was. And if that's the identity, then she really went for it. Um, but yeah, that's basically all we got is content from her. But I guess the overall um, characterization and everything, she did exactly what the character is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so well received. Right. Speaking of, let's move on to Antonina as Sandra Dahlberg. Uh, This is what it said in the caption. I don't know what it means, but it's it's the queen of joke and all postcode lottery players own very, very own lucky lady, Sandra Dahlberg. Um, All Wikipedia said is she's a folk singer. Interesting. Yeah, I was lost here. But it kind of goes back, goes to the critique she'll get later on from Arancha that she should have picked a household name. So if Wikipedia doesn't have enough facts about you, maybe you shouldn't pick them. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the piece around a snatch game. You want it to be recognizable to a certain extent. Or if not, just like take it so far that it doesn't matter who it is. It's just entertaining. Right. 
Well, Sandra says this is her umpteenth celebrity show she's doing, and it's the best by far. Um, our first question is about Bianca Ingrosso's makeup. It's so over the top, she even makes it for blank. Omar will say aliens, and Sandra will say that so many young kids are being pushed into show business today that she wrote kids. Not funny. I thought she yeah. was supposed to be the camp queen. Yeah, it was already bleak right from the start. Just not funny. Now, folks will call her out for turning out the way she is as she reveals that she was just been joking on a mountaintop. I guess that's the folk singer in her. <laughs> now, the question for Arancha will have to do with Zlatan and where he has control of his balls and blank. So for context, what I've learned is Zlatan Abrahamovic is a Swedish soccer player. He has played for the Swedish national team as well as the MLS in the States, but he is controversial for not buying the Malmo team, but Hammerby. So that's why there will be no statue in Malmo. That's what the joke was referring to. Ah, okay. Yes. All right. So now Sandra will say that Zlatan's from the South, um, from Skane, and they are known for their Rape seed fields. That's what it said. But for us Americans, that's better known as canola. Like canola. Yeah, it was just like not not funny. English speaking friends, don't uh, mind the spelling. It's fine. It is what it is. (laughs) The answer is a dud, but Anka will be like, do you mean fingering? That feels good. So Electra is actually good at this game. Yes, exactly. Really seizing the moment. Now we're going to have a question that literally only went to Sandra here. So Greta Garbo said she wanted to be alone because, well, Sandra says all she is is hearing a lot of English words and she never made it past the fruit class. So she doesn't get it. So she wrote pineapple, which means ananas. So it's pineapple, but it looks like anus and I'm just lost. Completely. It just it's so much of it like did not make sense. And also I felt a little bit better about not getting it because it also seemed like to the native speakers, it really wasn't landing. So I was like, okay, this yeah. is not the translation yeah. thing. This is just not really the funniest situation. Let's move on to our third celebrity. Finally free from her father's clutches, it's Britney Spears. Now us Americans could talk very much about this one as she's one of her own. Now, Fontana's take on Britney is post-censorship and full-on Instagram queen version Britney. Um, Did she look anything like her? No. Are the references totally there? Yeah. Um, I saw that face and I saw that elf and I was like, yeah, I I know which video that's from. I know which Instagram video that's from. Um, There was a moment I think she was wearing the star pasties. I don't think it was like a very brief Uh second we saw it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, exactly. that was fine. Um, she was, did very well saying oh, oh, mm-hmm. which apparently is spelled A-O-W. Yeah, I mean, who knew? But thank goodness we have a spelling. Now, she's going to answer a question um, with she's self, as the captions say. And then she freaks out and says herself, herself. And she apologizes to Sweden and says that she wants to move to Sweden and live a normal Swedish life. I mean, hashtag same, but like, What? Yeah, like, is that really relevant to Britney and the character? No. Like, no. Tatiana's being like, bitch, you just ruined Britney for everybody. <laughs> Seriously. Um, we'll move on to Santana as Gunilla Person. It's Hollywood's greatest cat lady, Gunilla Person. 
Uh, she too is on the same television program that Ana Anka is on. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what I've learned about that show is like there's usually like three or four main people and then it like switches around because it's about the wives of Hollywood ah. stars or people, people who live in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Now, Santana really went dramatic as she revealed that Gunilla killed a man, but uh, psych, that was just from her latest script. Uh, so she must be an actor of some sort. Mm-hmm. Gunilla will say that Zlatan has control of his balls and his medical staff. She says, when you live in Los Angeles, you have no idea what they're up to. They nick stuff and they steal. It's a swindle, which then causes Ana Anga to call her a cow. And I'm sure that has something to do with the show. And I kind of want to find a clip of the two of them together because that sounds like a juicy combo. Totally. Now, folks will ask if she has no shame, to which Ana Anka says, who the fuck needs shame? It doesn't pay the bills. I mean, accurate, though. <laughs> so accurate. Um, this then leads to Ganella saying that Ana Anka looks like a drag queen, and she says that's rich coming from the doppelganger of Gollum. I feel like the Gollum moment was probably the strongest out of her character. Like, when she talked about walking through L.A. with Gollum and all of that, I was like, okay, that's funny. Like, I get that. It's good. We're going a she direction. She goes on walks in L.A. with Gollum on a Hollywood Boulevard. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Hollywood Boulevard. What a joke of a tourist trap. Yes. You all think that Hollywood Boulevard is this beautiful place. You get to see all the stars and the the names on the street. And it's amazing. No, it's literally a road that has commercial stores and houses and apartments and other things that just on the street have the stars. And you walk on top of them. That's it. There's nothing special about it. And if you're looking for a certain celebrity, you may not even be in a good part of town to see it. Yeah, I was just like, this, this like joke is so good. I really like appreciated it so much. But for those who ever want to go to um, Los Angeles and go find the RuPaul uh, star, do you know where it is? No, I don't. It is literally outside the office of World of Wonder. Of course it is. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Let's go to Vanity is on a book. Um, on a book. It's great to see you finally scored a gig, according to Fox. She says it's great to be there. She's applied to every reality show there is, but nobody will have her. So clearly this lady's controversial and Vanity did none of that. Yeah, exactly. Let's discuss the teeth. Um, they are something. But I had to do some research because I was like, that's a tan, right? This this lady does not have natural skin like that. Uh, no, no, no. She has not had a natural skin tone in decades. That is a very, very bad tan. I was <laughs> very nervous. I was very nervous we were moving into a different territory where we don't do that anymore. Yeah, territory um, we always want to stay away from. But no, no, that is just a tan. Um, so just us Americans, it's fine. It's okay. Annabook will stop Fox about the makeup as she had it up to here with that family as they are taking over everything and they are everywhere. Is, is this family that they're referring to just the sweetest version of the Kardashians? 
I mean, it would be my guess because I'm like, if if she's talking about be trying to be on a bunch of reality shows, all of that, it checks out. So mm-hmm. don't matter because Omar got a match. Anna Book says aliens. That never happens on Snatch Game. We love when that happens. Right? I'm like, you have to always appreciate when somehow there actually is a match on Snatch Game. It feels like an actual miracle has taken place. So what does the gay store have on sale? Well, according to Anna Book, she says intimate wipes and tiny chocolates. Not actually a match or a pair in real life, but... Yeah, I was a little bit like, where did the chocolates come in? I didn't get it. And Fox will ask um, Anita what it's like to sit next to Anna. And she says they better call pest control and get rid of this god-awful smell. Will her taxi be here soon? Let's move on to Admira as Anita Ackberg. Anita Ackberg alive and kicking. Anita Ackberg is a Swedish legendary actress known for her role in Fellini's La Dolce Vita. Are you familiar with that film? I've never seen it, but I am loosely familiar with it. Is Anita La Dolce Vita? Well, if La Dolce Vita means having to hang out with these nobodies, there's nothing Dolce about it. What an answer. Always. It's so just good. like the um, the shared chicken shit gig. <laughs> yes. What I will say is Admira has given us a transformation, voice and all. Oh, yeah. It was one of those like full immersion character study levels. As far as the makeup answer, she says she has always been an animal lover and she loves taking care of animals as she strokes a stuffed pussy. Except pigs. She can't stand them as she references Carola. But she wrote down she creates makeup for animals, um, which sounds silly, but I'm sure there is makeup for animals that's animal cruelty free. Oh, yeah. It's like people have the, you know, dye and stuff for dogs fur and all of that. No, it's that. Don't do it. Well, right, but I'm like, it's got to be out there. If they make those types of products, there's got to be actual makeup out there as well. I mean, that's fair. I mean, there are people who will paint their dog's nails. Right, exactly. Now, there's lots of questions. She has managed to put two and two together. She sees Fuchs and Pink shimmering jacket and blaze and Omar's eyes, the Manelli giggling and tissering. This simply has to be a gay show, so that's why she wrote other people's balls. Not a match, but this will prompt her to ask Fuchs to call her a taxi. This was this is how you do snatch game. Yes. Yeah, and I mean I like I'm not surprised that she did so well because it's just like we've talked about before in previous episodes. She's just such a professional. She just knows what she's doing. She's so together. It's just you know you're going to get a good show. Yeah. All right. And ooh la la, it's do re mi fa so la carola. Uh, she's another Eurovision representative who has had some controversy regarding the gays and her opinions on them. Uh, can't wait to see how this plays out. Uh, but yeah, her Wikipedia, there's an entire section about her controversy. Um, you know, when Wikipedia has an entire block of controversy notes for you, you're not a fun person. But then that should also mean a lot of material to work with. Correct. Correct. Now, um, we talk about the hair. I needed her to pull that down about a foot. It was so far back. Yeah, it was. It was almost looking like it was hanging on for dear life. For Zlatan, she will say legs because watching him run with and stand on those legs, it's enough to turn you on. No laugh. 
Her answer about the gay store is cows. And then she starts singing about cows grazing on the grass. And then she switches her answer to gifts from above. And then she goes crazy and tosses her boa, which hits Ganilla. Now to make it worse, she says she got caught up in the rapture and calls Fox Christer as she dons a wreath for her head singing, oh, happy day, until she falls out of her chair. And Brittany is just like, L. <laughs> what happened? You know, I think it, she didn't learn irony as a toddler. And, and that's really no, what she did. That's like what's showing here. Just like the comedy is not there. I feel like she probably just got very nervous and felt like she was drowning. So let's do something that's going to grab attention and just look really big and hope that saves me. And it just did not pan out. It didn't work. Um, this Snatch Game was unhinged in all the right ways. And I think we had some fun performances. But to my Swedish listeners, tell us, was it hilarious or am I just making up with this narrative? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel the same way. I was like, was everyone amazing? No, but enough of them had good moments and there were enough of them that were solid that like carried it through and they played off of each other. I feel like I've definitely seen worse Snatch Games. So I felt like they did an okay job. Yeah. All right. The Queens will dance their way into the workroom as it's elimination day. How are they feeling? Great. Uh, Well, Santana points out that Myra should feel great and confident after her performance. Now, I'm a thinks overall Snatch Game went through great, though she knows she had funny moments, but mostly just flopped. Ima says that today does not feel like a great day as she knows she had the worst performance. And in the moment, I was like, oh, this is a red herring. She good. Antonina's out again. It doesn't matter. Yeah, one would assume. Editors, you got us. Good. Good job. Good job. Ima says she wasn't able to get a grip on her character and was unable to embody her. She's determined to show the best version of I'm McQueen and stop drowning herself even further in the darkness of her mind that's spinning with negative thoughts. That that checks out. That checks that out. Tracks. <laughs> yeah. Electra, the granny, is going to be ready to teach the old ladies how to paint. Um, Vanity is still embarrassed by her snatch game. And apparently Santana is in her Slender Man era, to which Antonina is like, this is my life as a golden girl, too. I'm going to make you hurl. And Santana's like, wow, if only you'd been this funny during Snatch Game. <laughs> we love Shade. We love it. We do. And now, there is a, Yeah. There is a silence in the room. And the lecture randomly will ask if anyone has suffered any serious hardship just because they do drag. Bantana is like, what do you mean? And she says, if you've been assaulted or violently attacked or whatever. Not sure if she was prompted to ask or if this was just that time of the season, but it's time for a story. But remember, this is happening as they're all getting into their version of Old Lady Drag. The camp is there, but the story is serious. Listeners, for those who may need it, this is your trigger warning for assault. Uh, Feel free to skip ahead if you need to. Antonina shares that she's been going through a rough patch the last couple months. She says that a couple months ago when she was out of out in drag for a gig, she was having a blast DJing, doing karaoke, performing, but she wasn't feeling too good. She was feeling sick. The cab dropped her off and she had no clue where she was. Three guys grabbed her and forced her to come with them. In that moment, she said, that's when it's three against one. You just can't fight back. She asked to go home, but they dragged her. 
it was scary as like you read about this, especially with trans women, but still with LGBTQ people who get beaten or murdered. She says she was completely defenseless in full drag heels and fake boobs. She was taken to a building and thrown on the floor and raped. Electra will hug her and say she's sorry that happened to her. It's an absolutely horrendous story that she wouldn't wish on her worst enemy. The sad reality is Antonina alluded to. This is a real thing all over the world. I'm assuming this occurred in Liverpool or somewhere in England, as that's where she is located. But this is a universal problem. So please look out for your alphabet family. Mm-hmm. Electra says it's brave to discuss and ask if she has spoken to anyone about it as it is serious. She says no aside from some close friends, but she feels okay now. But in the moment, she wanted to just get out of there as her mind, she could have ended up a lot worse. She says you don't want to look like a walking target, but you are, and that it's fucking scary. We shouldn't have to deal with it, but we do. In confessional, Antonina says that if you've ever experienced anything like this, surround surround yourself by people you feel safe with, whether it's your best friend, your partner, or relative, or professional whose job it is to help other people Don't keep it bottled up inside because it is going to eat at you. She is now sitting there. It was worth it to share. Shit happens even when you think you're the diva of the world. Didn't expect this from Antonina in this episode on Drag Race. Yeah, it was just one of those things where, you know, you were mentioning it before, but suddenly it felt like, such a hard pivot in the episode which was interesting just to feel like suddenly it turned very serious and I mean it it is really important to discuss and talk about because the reality is that this happens and I think that it's really important to raise that awareness to make sure also that like the queens were saying to Antonina that you're seeking support and that you're reaching out and that you're talking to people to get that type of support and to feel as though you have the community. So it it does feel really valuable. And I'm glad that Antonina was able to share that no matter how difficult it probably was to speak about, because it just serves as that really important reminder and also just showcases the reality for LGBTQ people around the world that these things can and do unfortunately happen. Um, But yeah, it, it felt like an interesting placement in terms of this series and the episode to have that moment. Now Santana will hug Antonina as she's holding her prosthetic and her best plate is exposed and tells her that she is not a victim. She is a survivor. And Santana tells us that it is true. You never know what someone is going through. She thinks Antonina is the sweetest person and she's always super positive with something friendly to say, but she's experienced something dark. Santana may have joked that Antonina is not a threat to her, but she is in fact a strong person. They all have each other's backs, protect each other from idiots and fight for equality. And I just truly cannot remember a story like this shared on Drag Race. It was very powerful and was very touching. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. I feel like there's definitely not anything, especially um, in recent memory, that stands out in that way. I feel like I do maybe remember Blair St. Clair talking about an experience or something I want to say maybe back on all yeah she did she touched on it because then obviously then we had the um bianca um comedy joke about her and it became a whole big issue yeah Um, exactly so i'm like i know we had a little bit of it but yeah to get that level of hearing someone's story talking through it seeing the community of the girls rally around her and really encourage her and empower her to 
note to really reiterate that she is a survivor and is a strong person for being able to move on from that and try to work through it the best way that anyone really can when they have to go through something so difficult and traumatic. Um, you know, I mean, it's always that thing where you have that contrast of telling these really serious stories and then them getting into ridiculous campy old people makeup, you know, so it's like there's right. that kind of moment that almost brings, I want to say, a certain like levity to it and a reminder that like, you know, there is a silver lining in life, um, you know, and always a positive to go back to. But yeah, I I thought it was such a really great moment to be able to draw us back to the humanity of these individuals as people and not just on as a contestant on a reality right. show. Now, of course, when you watch this as a produced television show, you think, oh, well, this is sure to be her second elimination episode. The story is out there. She has a complete arc. Friends, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. It was going to be a weird transition to talk about literally anything else. So they're just going to zoom in right on a photo of Robert Fox. And you're like, okay, so we can go to the main stage. No, 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 no. We got to watch Vanity and her insane prosthetics say that she's nervous. When she's about to get to the runway time, she hopes her look will outweigh her snatch game. She tries to bring a different look each week on the runway and not be stuck on repeat. She is ready to show a new side of herself. It's a departure for her. Why do we need this? We had a great moment. Why do we end it with something not about anything? Yeah, because also, and I was thinking about this way earlier in the episode, but I thought that the, I want to say editing choice to really not talk about Antonina returning and giving her a moment to be like, wow, I'm so excited to be back. And like the girls talking about it more. I thought that omission was very interesting and felt a little yeah. strange. So like that could have been a nice moment to be like, let's keep it connected to Antonina, but celebrate her as thinking about her return to the competition. Like, I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, they could have gone other directions with it, which maybe like they could have even just put that bit of, they could have put that bit of vanity at the beginning of this segment. They didn't right. need it here. Right, exactly. Weird, weird. All right, let's hit the runway and discuss how Fox is wearing one of the best looks I've ever seen a drag race host wear on this show. Like, Absolutely. I don't even know how to describe it. It's 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 this beautiful baby blue and white patterned duvet with this pearl crown with that same duvet cover and like straps all over plus the boots. I need to know where to get one. I completely agree. I was like obsessed from the moment she walked out on the runway. Cause at first I was like, the straps feel like such a departure, but then when they did the close up, there are a couple of straps on the top too. So I was like, this is such uh -huh. a cohesive moment. It's so visually interesting. I feel like it's not really something I've seen before. I totally loved it. It was so cool. It was so cool. Our panel includes Kayo, who just showed her age with that gray hair. Uh, you could have told me that she was 40, like, last week, and I would have said correct. Uh, no, she's, like, 56 years old. Black don't crack. Seriously. Um, Faro is gone again, and good thing, because he, apparently he and I have the same problem. We're obsessed with twinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is because um, Omar Rodberg is there, and Arancha Alvarez, who is just wearing drag. Like, that look as well is like, where can I get that puffer jacket? Yeah, just like going full, full drag for the judges panel. Martian needed that puffer jacket. So true. <laughs> All right, category is My Life as a Golden Girl. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Golden Girl or Basic Bronze Bimbo. All right. 
Santana Sex Machine, uh, dressed by Marcus Axman, prosthetics by Mario Mendez, nails by Avon Derbyshire, here by Santana. Um, I think the garment is very plain and odd for this category because an old hag wearing this is a choice, especially if she thinks she can get away with it at the Oscars. Um, I think the styling is odd, but the prosthetics are just far fake that it takes away the camp element. And yes, if this is my critique for Santana, wait till I talk about vanity. Um, is the sag- saggy body bodysuit from like her leftover long stocking look? We'll find out later. Uh, this is just not for me. The execution is just not there. What did you think? Yeah, I basically had the same read that you did. I was like, I kind of get the concept. I maybe get a little bit of the dress. I was like, I may be willing a little bit to go on that journey, but really the pros- the prosthetic work in particular and just the treatment of this like body, I was just like, it's not it does not look great. And so it just takes away from the whole thing and it's just not doing it for me. It's a basic bronze bimbo for me. Yeah. Going to be the same for me. Not here for it. Audience 67% golden girl, 33% basic bronze bimbo. Next up is Fontana. No designers listed. So sometimes the show is like, this is the category pre-filming and then they get there. They're like, we're going to change the name of the category. So maybe the category is metallic. Or Fontana is just so dim that she didn't know the difference between metals because Mama, that's silver. Um, I think this is a cool executed look in silver. And just because she has a cane does not make it old lady because it's silver. Uh, do this in gold and it's a top look. I think this might be an ode to our dear friend Abraham Levy um, because duh, that's all he makes. It's a risky move and it's great on its own, but for the category, it just didn't fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That was how I felt about it as well. I was like, yeah, maybe for a completely different category. So I mean, but also I feel like Fontana talked about it a little bit and it was like, I'm just going to go like so in the future. It's going to be like Fontana 3000 type, like very futuristic, which I'm like, sure. But then ultimately, yeah, I was like, I don't, it felt flat for me, which felt interesting because I'm like, she's literally painted head to toe, like full metallic, all of that. But I was like, it's just kind of like a corset with some things on it, some interesting hair. And so it just also, again, going back to what you were saying before, it just did not fit the category. I agree. Um, I'm going to give it a basic bronze bimbo, sadly. Also going to do the same. And I, I love Fontana, so it makes me sad, yeah. but... Audience, you are very kind. 75% golden girl, 25% basic bronze bimbo. Moving on, Vanity Vane. Suit by Misty Bubble, hair and prosthetics by Vanity. What is that face? I know <laughs> that some people are addicted to face work, and that's the story here. It just does not read old lady. It reads addicted to facelifts. Also, that is not a flattering prosthetic work, and there would have been no way she could have lip synced in that conspiracy theory unlocked as far as the garment uh she looks like a rich bitch it's simple it's just not giving like i am with you on the prosthetics i think like everyone for the most part who tried to do that this week just they did not execute it well i think they maybe like gave it a shot but it just didn't pan out I actually really did like Vanity's outfit, though. I was like, I get that old person. I get the journey. I thought it was cute. So I was a little bit more of the side of I'm going to give her the benefit of that I appreciate and enjoy the outfit. And I'm willing to maybe overlook 
the prosthetic work a little bit because I got I got it. I was like, this is someone who's trying to be so youthful that they've gone over the top with their face. But yeah, it needed work. Tayo says that there was a couple of moments where she shined in Snatch Game, but she got lost in the crowd. She says with the look, even though the mask makes air a bit cold looking, she would have liked to see more of her. Arancha asks if tons of filler and Botox was what she was going for. Vanity says yes. In Snatch Game, she says she wouldn't have known what she was doing on a book if she if it wasn't for the teeth. Book says she should have knitted that woe is me cardigan even tighter. Anna Book the Martyr is someone they're all familiar with. I will give this a basic bronze bitch. I'm going to go for the upvote on this one. I really liked it. The audience agrees with you. 64% golden girl, 36% basic bronze bitch. Moving on to Admira Thunderpussy. Look by Admira. Hair by Smick and Kurik Mokar. The presentation, the story, the look, the campery. This is how you do it. Uh, she said it was an homage to Krista Lindvar, which is funny. She's an old showgirl who will still be doing her thing. The garment was fine, but it's the details of the accessories that complete the package. And she stoned the walker. Mm-hmm. That is what all y'all bitches need to do. Stone your accessories. I love her. I do too. It's just, it's always so top tier. It doesn't matter if she's trying to look old and be a little bit more of that type of character. She's still going to look so together. Like the eating the cookies off of the plate and all of that. And just having all the mannerisms too, in terms of how she was walking across the runway. And yeah, the outfit, the accessories, probably the best of the week for sure. Kyle says from the get-go, she believed in her. She says, what an amazing job and didn't break character for a second. She says her voice is perfection. She says she wants to be roommates with her at the retirement home. She'll drink to that as she sips her milk, which must have been very warm at this point in the filming day. I don't know how you are with um, more milk. That's like a phobia of mine. Like gross, (laughs) curdled, bad milk phobia yeah i'm like i mean how long do you think that milk that she was drinking was out like that's my question hours literally hours um fuck says that what she did more than anything was releasing her inner spark she says the spark is not just a catalyst for getting into character it's a catalyst for getting out of herself away from perfection and control that's what allowed her to sparkle and shine Omar says it's so cool to watch her switch up looks and characters so seamlessly. He says it shows versatility. I will give her a golden girl. Absolute golden girl for sure. Probably again the audience best for me. Audience seventy one percent golden girl, twenty nine percent basic bronze bitch. I'm a queen. Look by I'm a queen. Feathers from Tim Masterson. I knew she would do something conceptual, and that is a good thing and a bad thing. She is a magpie bag lady. Uh, there is gold in the outfit. Um, as th- I think as far as diversifying of the portfolio, we do have a new silhouette. Um, this is true to her brand. It's also a good look. And when she tossed those bags, I was like, wait, is that cause for expulsion? Like, she could have broken the show. <laughs> no, I'm like, people throw in other things. And, you know, I mean, we've had girls break lights during the lip sync, so... That's true. That's true. What did you think of the look? Yeah, I mean, I was very here for it. I thought like it was, you know, enough because thinking about it in comparison to Fontana, like I don't think Fontana was able to really get the theme across, but I felt like with Ima, 
the whole concept of the bag lady, like that was still relevant. I think we all know that old person archetype. And then also the fact that her makeup was still painted like she was an old lady type thing. Like that brought it enough to still come from the super artsy conceptual place that I'm a queen lives in for the most part, but then be able to tie it back to the theme. So I really enjoyed the execution. I do feel like the headpiece covered her face maybe a little bit too much. Like it, that was maybe a little bit, um, it should, the proportion maybe should have been a little bit smaller. Um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. And I thought that it was a fun take. Anacha says her snatch game was quite painful to watch. She wanted to run over there and give her a hug. Omer says that he had trouble identifying her as Corella purely on the look. On a personal level, it didn't really convey Corella. Um, I will give the look a soft golden girl. I will definitely give it a golden girl. Audience agrees. 85% golden girl, 15% basic bronze bitch. Antonina Nutshell, no designers listed. Uh, this is what Antonina is going to bring. She was not going to have a reinvented closet for the runway. It's on brand to be the drunk party girl. It's a storyline she likes to sell. It's kind of shocking how her paint actually works. It's safe at best, but just very, very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do totally agree with you about the makeup. I was like, all right, actually this makeup works really well for her. And I feel like she did a really nice job. Um, I really enjoyed her characterization too. I thought that she was clearly having fun or trying to really have a lot of fun with it. But yeah, it's that same kind of struggle, just the level of fashion and styling and those elements. Like she just doesn't necessarily have that. It's just not her strong suit. And it's just, I thought that it could have been a little bit more fitted too, in terms of how it looked on her. It didn't necessarily feel as though it fit her the best, but like you said, I mean, what she, she just got eliminated. It's not like she's going to be able to come back with a whole new wardrobe. So she's got to work with what she's got. Kyle welcomes her back and says she's not extending that welcome to her micro skirts. Antonina says that it was originally longer, but she wanted to show off her beautiful to which Kayo cuts off her saying, asking why you won't wear longer skirts. Arantxa says that in Snatch Game, she wishes she was as funny as she was in the runway. She thinks her choice of character was not the best choice, thinking she should have picked a more household name. She wouldn't have recognized Sandra if it wasn't for the wig. I'm going to give this a basic bronze bitch. I think that I will do the same. And also, I was just reminded too, I thought that it was so shady of the editors to do that montage of her short skirts and like showing the crotch, like that (laughs) cracked me up. But I was like, this show is so shady. (laughs) So shady. Audience, 36% golden girl, 64% basic bronze bitch. And finally, Electra, look from Electra's grandma, hair by Mirella. Uh, She told a story and I love that for her. The first look with the fur coat and the blue dress and the hair, I was like, well, this is simple. And her walk, I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then bam, the reveal to the nighty, which I think was cute. It was a loving homage to her grandmother. I wish she added some bling, but I know she wouldn't do it to heirlooms. I do believe if she had a stronger runway, she could have won the week. Yeah, I could see that for her because I had a very similar read that you did. Like when she first came out, I didn't really understand the walk that she was doing. 
and like it didn't totally land and yeah the outfit felt a little bit almost like too just straightforward and simple um but i did really appreciate the pivot in like the energy the performance and just a little bit more drastic transformation with the reveal so i was on that journey with her um and yeah i think that it wasn't necessarily the strongest so that took her back overall for the week Arantxa says in Snatch Game, she channeled Anka, saying it was uncanny. She hit the, every ball that was thrown at her on the runway. She loved how she incorporated some comedy into it. Omar says that he hardly reacted to her runway as she looked like a posh Stockholm lady, but then she started removing her clothes and presented a new outfit, and it was fun to watch as she mixed comedy into it. I'll give her a golden girl. Yeah, I will also give her a golden girl. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the most complex outfit, but I appreciated the story and the performance and those elements. Audience, 73% golden girl, 27% basic bronze bitch. Fox has decided that Santana, Fontana are safe, leaving Admira Antonina, I'm Electra, and Vanity as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I really thought that Fontana got lucky that she was safe because I really sure. probably would have put her in the bottom, you know, I mean, if not bottom two, definitely bottom three for sure. Cause it just was like, so not Britney other than just some of the elements, like, you know, the, the characterization and her movements and, you know, again, having that moment of like the pasties, I was like, I know exactly who that Britney is. You know, so yeah, so I didn't exactly totally agree. I really thought that Fontana would have landed in the bottom. Books has decided. The winner of the week is Admire Thunder Pussy. Time for a portrait on the wall, girl. Electra and Vanity are safe. That leaves I'm a Queen and Antonina Nutshell as the bottom two. Do you agree? I would say that I really don't necessarily think that Ima should have been in the bottom two. Like nope. again. Definitely struggled a little bit with Snatch Game, could have done so much more with the character, given the controversy, like we were talking about. Um, but, you know, I think like, again, it's just one of those things where I feel like her look was far superior to Vanity's. So I don't, since they both had tr trouble in the actual challenge, I don't think that Ima should have even been in the bottom two. I agree. I think it should have been Vanity. Um, but I do do wonder if what she says in Untucked and the fact that she really was not going to be able to perform a lip sync with that mouth was part of the decision making. Let's be honest here, friends. This is a reality television show. They right. will pick and choose things that they want to do. Right, exactly. I think they knew based on what she was wearing, she was she would not have been able to do a full lip sync against Antonina. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. The song is Kitty Girl by RuPaul, but not the All-Stars 3 version, the one that we actually like. I cannot believe that they gave these two a song in English. Like one of the queens lives in England. This was going to be a full-out battle for I'm a Queen to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, what song got cut that Kitty Girl made it? Uh, right? That's what I'm thinking, too. It felt so early in the season. I mean, granted, it's not necessarily because there are so few of them left, but it felt really early in the season for a RuPaul lip sync. And I had the same reaction you did about the song being in English. I thought that was 
a little bit shady and felt like it stacked the deck for the queens that have a little bit more uh, familiarity and fluency in English. So yeah, little thrown. What this lip sync showed us was that if you have passion and the ability to lip sync, you can entertain. And that's what Antonina did. I'm McQueen was giving Charlie Hyde's vibes and it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the song or being in her head and being upset, but she was just not in it. This should have been an easy bye-bye to Antonina, but there was no way you could save I'm McQueen. She mm-hmm. simply just did not deliver. Right. And I think that's what it was. You know, when I was mentioning at the start of when we were getting into the episode, you know, I really love I'm a Queen so much. And I think she's so creative and she has so much that she can deliver an offer. But I think her outfit worked against her. I think like she goes to say a little bit in Untucked, you know, she did have some of that self-doubt. She doesn't necessarily have a lot of performance experience. It's not something that's her strong suit. So when you have all of that stacked up against you, and then again, more than anything else, I think also when you're in that kind of outfit, you can't really necessarily go all out because you got the headpiece on and you've got this like giant uh, outfit on. And so I think some of those other elements, plus just being in her head and maybe doubting herself a little bit, like I think that all really hindered her. So you cannot argue that Antonina did not deliver the stronger lip sync because I think Antonina clearly did. I'm a Queen's track record was when I, I eliminated the front runner is gone. My jaw was on the floor for a good hour. Yeah, completely. Cause it's, it's like, you see someone who's been performing that well in the series and then you see things going the direction they were in Snatch Game. And like we've been saying, there there's story elements that you were like, okay, they're giving Antonina a little bit more, but like this is a story arc and it's good and it tracks with what they typically do to the returning queens. Let's give them one more episode and then cut them. And so to also then feel like Ima shouldn't have even been in the bottom two, it just, it was so wild to watch all of that un- unfold and then ultimately to lead to her elimination. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> and I think that's what made it such a good episode because nothing was predictable and it was, it was all real. It was raw. There were good moments. There was good drag. And that's what makes Drag Race work. Completely. I'm going to celebrate this episode for a very long time. Um, let's, let's discuss Untucked a little bit. Um, cause there's a lot of things that informed a lot of things that happened. Yes. All right. Um, Santana and Fontana head backstage as they are safe. Fontana was ready to lip sync if she had to. And Fontana is the only one who didn't put wrinkles on to which Santana is like, well, yours are just natural. She's shady now. She loves the shade. Listen, yeah, these these Swedish queens, they're not afraid to be shady and call it like it is and all of that. They will never shy away. Meanwhile, Santana is able to eat. Yes, I said that right. Friends, food in Untucked is back. They have joined the ranks of Drag Race Philippines where they are supplying food to the girls. Wild. Wild. Um, listen, I have said it and it's one of my favorite moments is watching these fights happen in the untucked of Drag Race Philippines as they're literally chowing down on chicken wings. It's so good. It's so funny. But these were just little crackers or something, little biscuits or cookies or something. Yeah. 
Um, Fontana will tell Santana that her Ganila person was amazing and should have been in the top. And I'm like, girl, there are two in the top that did much better. What did you actually expect? You're just being nice. Santana says she was messy and didn't do the accent well. She's but happy to be safe. Santana tells Fontana that her Britney was perfect with the smoky eye and the movements, which is kind of shady because it didn't mention the comedy. <laughs> with Snatch Game, there is a fine line to being too much and being too boring. It's a stressful challenge. Mm-hmm. So now they have to decide who will win. Fontana will pick Ana Anka, who she realizes, oh wait, no, her name's Electra. Santana will say Admira as her runway was better. Fontana says it was harder to see Anita Ekberg as she didn't know her as well as she did not, as she knew Electra's character. Uh, she could tell she was in character the whole time. Now Santana will joke about her look saying, um, touch this snake skin. Who needs moisturizer? And I say, I do. I use Sunday Riley. Hey, Sunday Riley, mind being sponsor of this podcast, please? <laughs> Give us some money, please. <laughs> please. I just spent like $180 on like Sunday Riley products. Cause like some, sometimes when you have your like products, like they like don't line up and you, you can like spread them out and you buy them at different times. No, I ran out of everything at once. And then it all adds up literally but hopefully i won't have to do this for like another like five six months so we'll be fine we'll be good there you go all right so, so who are they going to select to go in the crown they're going to select admira as electra already has won now moving to the bottoms let's be shady fontana she will look at it realistically and pick i'm a queen and antonina santana believes that i'm a queen did i'm a queen in a corolla outfit there was no resemblance and she knows it but Fontana says that she's been living in Sweden for eight years and knows that person is a big personality and a big persona. And she tried to go for that. She just had a good sense of Corolla, but she was insecure. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to compliment Antonina for her reads. They love her energy, but no disrespect. If you come back to drag race, you have to be 200% better. Facts. Yeah, one would think. Facts. Now we're going to get into some other reads that did not make the initial edit. Are you ready to discuss them? Yes, let's do it. Fontana and Electra, the most beautiful thing in Sweden has to offer, but could someone please explain your ugly southern twigs and berries? <laughs> like funny. I, I gotta ask. Between this and, and Myra's, like, are they just all naked in the workroom? You know, I'm starting to think that way because, <laughs> there, yeah, there's all kinds of, like, body references happening. <laughs> Electra on Santana. Hey, Santana sex machine, stop doing drag. Okay. Uh, so remember what I said earlier um, about Santana's look and maybe those are pantyhose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they are. They're actually pantyhose. Uh, are they leftovers from the previous challenge? Maybe. Uh, but she will share that she dips it in latex to hold it in place. And I love the behind the scenes in drag. I want more of that on Drag Race. Yeah, you like Dragula? Give us, give us a little more of that. Yes. Now Fontana will ask if this is Santana at age thirty. To which Santana is like, "With my lifestyle, I'm not going to make it past 30. Yeah, I was like, "Girl, been there." Dark and twisted. Very. But I'm here for it. Hey, she lives in Berlin. They they go wild there. Exactly. That's why I'm like she's just being real. Now, Fontana's inspiration for her outfit is she imagined the year 4000, where Fontana is this punk rock silver lady. I was like, girl, just if you did it in gold, it's fine. 
what was she thinking yeah exactly like just bring it just a little bit further let's just connect the dots a little bit you got a concept cool but make it gold now Fontana will say that she gets Santana's look as a very old lady from Stockholm to which Santana says oh so a basic lady um is basic like their version of generic which obviously Lucy LaDuca gets pressed when she hears the word generic (laughs) yeah I'm thinking it must be they're going to discuss how Vanek can turn herself into anyone and do praise her Snatch Game, so they think she's safe. Fantana says that she has a client at work who looks exactly like Vanity and has had to paint her face many times. Wow, just reading the old people. I know, I was like, that again felt so shady to be like, oh yeah, that person, I know you're out there, that's what you look like. <laughs> like uh, oh the tops God. and bottoms are back in the workroom, and Myra feels great not being safe for the first time. She knows she's in the top of the lecture, who is quite silent here. But Electra says um, they both got nothing but co- positive critiques as they embodied their characters and never broke. Antonina has been in the bottom every time, so listening to top queens be happy just feels plain wrong. That's Drag Race. Deal with it. Yep, that's how it goes. Antonina will stir the pot and tell Fontana and Santana that she didn't expect either of them to be safe and actually thought they would be bottoms. And I was like, where's the popcorn? Yeah. I was a little surprised that this is the first time we've seen a little bit of a, a an edge out of Antonina. Yeah, that's actually true. I mean, I feel like they've just maybe had to focus so much on like the being in the bottom. And, the, you know, I mean, like, really, she's like she said, she's basically been in the bottom every single episode that she's been there. So I'm like, maybe there just hasn't been enough for that. Or maybe because she got eliminated. Now she feels like she wants to bring some of that flair, a little bit of that different energy, right. to really get into it. Vanity found Snatch Game hard and didn't get the critiques. And while Kyle said she wanted to see more of her, Vanity will claim that Kyle didn't get that she created everything herself. That's not what she meant, girl. She meant she literally wants to see your actual human face. Right. It's like, I think you're taking that criticism wrong. It's like, we literally cannot see your face. Vanity says she will lip sync if she has to, even though she doesn't want to. But to make herself feel better, she will say that her Snatch Game was better than Ima's. The atmosphere is intense. The game is on. And Vanity is very much in her feels and shares that she will be pissed off if she goes against Antonina. And Antonina wins as she skipped the design challenge and comes back and wins. Girl, welcome to reality TV. Yeah, it's just like, that's that's how the way these go sometimes. It felt very heated. It felt very like, mm-hmm. the way she kept on being like, I would be so pissed. I would be pissed if you win and I was to go home. It's like, I already sent you home. I was like, wow, okay. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, she says it's not personal, yet Vanity is actually making it quite personal. I'm like, where's the popcorn? Yeah, it felt personal. Now, I like again going back to the conspiracy theory. Like maybe this little temper tantrum said something to the producers. We're like, well, she's not going to perform if she's going to be able to be in the bottom. Maybe it's the rumored mistress temper tantrum that may or may not have happened. Perhaps, perhaps. I'm a nose. She would have ended up in the bottom, but Vanity says they gave her credit and excuses. She will not try to defend herself. It is what it is. I'm a thinks this might be the thing that sends her home. And Myra will tell Ima that she didn't give up, but Vanity will jump in and say that she wanted it to end. Why are you defending her? Vanity just does not want to go home. She was very, very feisty. Yeah, she really, really was. There was all kinds of that energy happening. 
Now, this is the first time that the girls in the bottom will call out the choices in the lips until Antonina's like, well, I think Fantana did a worse job than me at Snatch Game. And now Fantana is pressed as she will say that she was in character the whole time. She speaks four languages. It's hard as fuck for her. She's here. And then Vanny yeah, will be like, let's be like, honest. really in her feelings and given that emotion. And Vanny will be like, you were safe, but were you Brittany? Well, only Brittany can be Brittany. Yeah, I'm like, that's a good cop-out just to be like, well, only the celebrity can be the celebrity. Now, Santana will bring up the curse of coming back and needing to be better and prove yourself. So how did Antonina take this? She says she was better. And they're going to ask her what her golden girl was, a brothel madam, a hooker. What universe are they in? And she says she was going for a retired drama teacher off to the provincial opera. Okay. Yeah, like, sure, girl. Sure. Somehow they will tell her that it didn't translate. And if she put on a blonde wig, she would be an old Trixie Mattel. Um, Trixie Mattel is shaking in her stilettos and says, do not insult me like that. <laughs> Very that. Yeah, exactly. Like rude. I was like, Trixie Mattel, are we blind in Sweden? What? But it doesn't sometimes matter. I Antonina think is happy. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I feel like they have to be because they're like, wow, that person looked amazing. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, are we looking at the same contestants here? Because. <laughs> right. Well, Antonina is happy. She, she got to show her pussy for all of Sweden. Um, so is she going to go for Ima or Vanity? And Ima will come out and say that she is a weak performer and she is already aware of that. So she's actually scared. She fears she may not stay in the top moving forward. She is playing mind games with herself. She knows that she's up against Vanity. She knows what she is capable of. She's going home. But to try to make her feel better, Admira will point out that three weeks earlier, Indigo said if she ended up at the bottom, she would go home and she didn't. No one knows. Don't give up. Admira will be the voice of reason and say that they all did the best they could do in the Snatch Game. It's up to the judges now to decide how the chips fall. We always get this shady side from Admira. We get the good side from Admira. Do we believe this is genuine Admira? I think it is. I don't know. I think like we get enough range from her where it feels like you're getting the fully formed individual, right? Like there's all those parts of plenty of us. So I always feel like she's being genuine. Yeah. Well, she will share that when she goes to her gigs, she's never felt intimidated or anxious or worried about what she does. This was the challenge though, but she did have a feeling she has never had before. There was a tingle. She felt right. She found her inner spark again. Um, and then she's like, if I don't win, it's okay. But I was like, no, bitch, you want to win. You, you just, <laughs> of course. That, that little spark was literally, I got the fire. I'm, I'm going to win this straight through now. Literally. Rancha and Omar come backstage for a chat. Um, he's so cute. Oh, yeah. Adorable. Rancha wants to know how they're feeling. But most importantly, is they're fighting? Um, not yet, honey. They're just having fun. Arancha's living her best life. She loves drag. She tells them they are so brave to participate in this first season. And she tells them she knows they want everything to be perfect and by the book, but there's no manual for how to make it through the competition. But there will be a podcast about it when I finally have time to get to it. This is my season <laughs> evaluation. 
They share they have a great community and Aranja just loves the whole culture and finds it beautiful. She knows it stems from a dark place and how they can bring their darkness and pain and turn it into baggage. They all have different baggage and something and different backgrounds, but transforming into strength, moving onward and upward. Uh, she says she can relate as she has a regional accent. Who wants to explain that for me? <laughs> Santana will ask Omar why he is so fascinated with drag queens and why she is his favorite. I see what she's doing. Very, very cute. Oh, yeah. He says it's incredibly liberating to be in a space that is open and welcoming, and he can relate that when he's in a studio writing music, he's a musician at heart, and in the studio, it's safe as there is no limitation. Um, I'm going to say it. Cute but dim. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm, what? No limitation? Uh, okay, girl. When he, discovered, when he discovered Drag Race, he watched two seasons and has been watching since. Fantana asks if he has ever done drag. He has not, and she is ready to remedy that. I will help him figure out how to talk. <laughs> hey. And Myra says she will give him her number after the show. And to be fair, if all the queens offer their number, you can only take one. I would take in Myra's to paint me. Yeah. I'm like, maybe Vanity, because Vanity has all that ability. And then we saw what she put on her face. I don't think so. Well, that was, yeah, that was I'm like, prosthetics, maybe not so much. If it was strictly painting, I might be able That's to fair. go That's with fair. Vanity instead. But yes, Amira, for sure. And Arantxa wants to know if they are judging judgy bitches when they watch at home. I felt personally attacked at that, as that's literally with my job. But Santana <laughs> says, why do you think we applied? They think they can do better. And Myra will admit, while she does do work with some queens, she's never felt like she's had drag friends. So getting to know them all, she can see what's behind the mask. And I was like, interesting. Why doesn't she have like a drag circle? Is it because she's so established? Yeah, I mean, it could be. And Myra says that Electra and her have crossed paths in some accessible toilet, but they've never chatted like this. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, we're passing in the toilet. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But she says that the fact that Sweden gets to see drag presented this way in its many shapes and sizes is great, not just for the gay community, but for the entertainment industry at large. Montana says that every story someone shows there, someone can relate not just drag queens, but all LGBTQ people. Omar will say that whether you're a performer or an entertainer and whether you're promoting products or music or paintings, you need an audience. People won't be there for you at all times. You can't always depend on your audience being there, so you have to grind, grind, grind. And of course, that segues into Grindr. Um, what do you think his handle is on the app? Um, do you think it's just like Twink Bottom, like something very straightforward? I think it's two million followers. Yes, actually, that's that's a good point. <laughs> Especially after that match oh, game moment, man. immediately change it. <laughs> right. Fontana tells Omar that everyone in Brazil loves him as he has a huge following because Young Royals is huge. Does he know that? Well, he knows it from when people comment where they are from. I've never quite understood that before because like, the Brazilians love throwing that flag on every comment uh, that they make. And they always like saying, come to Brazil to literally anybody. I've not been asked to come to Brazil yet, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> this um, is the official invitation, please. <laughs> is it because of how terrible our country is right now that I would never want to admit that I'm from here? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, listen, I don't blame you. Now, Fontana tells them that Brazil is not the colorful country that most people think. They lack LGBTQ representatives and references. So his show has become huge because there aren't shows that portray people that way. That's why he's so popular. Now, Arancha wants to know what their dreams are after this. And Myra says, Botox, lots of Botox. Do you think she's going to get a Botox deal? I mean, does she need a Botox deal? She's got more of it. I know. I'm like, I don't know that they really need any, but also, I mean, that just feels very drag race to do, right? You go on the show for one season and then you get something done. <laughs> Ima wants to create a bigger scene and keep the community to create something bigger than they already have. Antonina will ask Sandra Dahlberg if she wants to design Minden Collection with her. I bet that means something if you know who it is. <laughs> As Arancha and Omar leave, Santana says that she wants Omar's outfit to its Fontana's like you don't want Omar or K no los dos. Why can't we have it both? Yeah, exactly. But Santana says Santana says her jaw was dropped how hot he is, which was funny because her actual jaw prosthetic was literally falling off. <laughs> Life imitates art. Ima will go on the lip sync to work and hope she doesn't have to lip sync against Vanity. If Vanity has to lip sync against Antonina, she loses. She will never forgive herself. And Antonina wants to lip sync against Vanity and send her home since she already sent her home. She's living for it. And that's all of Untuck this week. I really wish we got like the the the, the packing portion. I know. It feels like kind of weird that they don't do it. You know, it would be nice to have those sort of like final moments, hear a little bit more, you know, all of Philippines that. Philippines does it, and it's really good on Philippines. Well, I got some burning questions around this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is I'm a Queen's legacy? I think the legacy is just out of the box, sometimes quite literally, creativity and huge silhouettes. Yeah, I, and I also think her legacy is being one of the most shocking eliminations in the show's history. Yeah, very that. Who won the week? I think Antonina did. I mean, for- I agree. You know, like, I think, no, of course, she didn't win the full, like, episode technically because she almost got eliminated again. But the reading was great. You know, she hung in there. She had a nice lip sync. Like we were saying in Untucked, she gave a little bit more edge and attitude, you know, and to not get eliminated that first episode back, that's almost never been done before. So it's really, really commendable. Now, we do not get a next time on, but we did get some on Twitter to find out what this next episode is. It's a Eurovision-inspired girl group challenge with guest judge Lauren, previous winner of Eurovision and Sweden selection this year for Eurovision. She is a guest judge. Am I living? Yes, I am. I fucking cannot wait. Um, yeah. This is huge. This is huge. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, we were talking about it a little bit before about sort of most iconic drag race episodes, period. And they do tend to be those girl group ones. There, There's plenty of material there. So it's promising. I've heard rumors that maybe Espana will have a Eurovision episode featuring last year's Eurovision representative with a lip sync. Is that song? I don't know. Just heard it. If it's true, I'm going to live. But um, <laughs> Ready to live. Ready to live. It's a singing challenge. Who are you worried about? 
Oh boy. Uh, geez. Yeah. Probably like vanity, like maybe Santana cause Santana did not sing for the talent show. So I'm like any of those that avoided it so far. Is there a world in which Antonina stays another week? I know. Well, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, I guess I should probably say that I'm worried for Antonina too, but yeah, it would honestly like rock my world a little bit if she does not go home this next episode either. I mean, like, wow. It would be insane. Um, but after like four episodes episode kind of showed, it feels like, you know, this season's going to be maybe a little bit unpredictable. They're switching it up. They're doing things differently. So, you know, all we can do is speculate. It's true. After four episodes, the winner of the season is? Still got to be Admira for me. I've said it every time and I feel yeah, like- Yeah, Admira's going to definitely, I mean, this was the week she pulled it off. She's still the narrator. And yeah, she's exactly. just good TV. Yeah, like all of those things. And, you know, I think she's just such a total package. I think now that she has the win and now that she's been able to get that feedback of let's see a little bit out of the perfection and let's see you play a little bit more, bring more of that personality uh, and, you know, maybe don't take it so seriously. I think hopefully that will really help push her even further and really get her there throughout the rest of the series. I mean, based on how the season's going, like Electra should be number two, but there's, there's there's no way that Electra, based on what we're seeing, is ever going to be Admira. I just don't see it. Yeah, I would agree. But, and also agree with you that it feels like Electra is a strong contender to, if nothing else, go to the end. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yeah, absolutely. You can always find me on Instagram at OG double underscore fag. So always find me there to keep up with whatever I'm up to. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. We'll do it again soon. Yes, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. 